I found myself intrigued with the lovely Chastity Fox. She was funny, smart, and her alcohol tolerance was incredibly high. The bartender watched with a curious eye as we continued our conversation in the night. So, you're from New Amsterdam? Yes, but I've lived in London for a long time. I lived there a few years myself. I was there trying to catch the, the Whitechapel murderer. Oh, really? And did you catch your man? Well, I don't really believe it was a man at all. You suspect a woman? A woman can kill just as easily as a man. And what was your proof of this? When I touched the hand of the last victim, I saw someone dressed like a man. But there was something that gave her away. Well, are you going to tell me? It was her perfume. She wore a perfume made only for women. I knew its scent because my own mother used to wear it. The police believe it was a man. Gave him a name, the Ripper, and arrested some crazed fool to take the blame. You are a remarkable man, Mr. Blackstone. And it's not the beer talking, either. Your name, Chastity, gives a message to men who look upon you with favor that they have no chance. Sometimes, Mr. Blackstone, a name is just a name. Suddenly, an officer of the law enters, rushing to our table. Mr. Blackstone, the judge needs to see you now, sir. Now? He said now, sir. Well, as soon as I put my eyes upon you. You should go on. The judge needs to see you now has to be important. Besides, when you leave him, you can find me. Well, then I shall leave so that I may speed up my meeting to finish our conversation. I'm sure we'll talk all night. I rushed out of the bar with the officer, hoping that this sudden call for me was something of use to the Claiborne case. I entered the judge's chamber with caution. As I walked inside, he stood at his window as usual, puffing on his cigar. You asked for me, Judge? That I did, Josephia. I asked you here because you were a childhood friend of my daughter, Francesca, and because her trust in you allows me to do the same. Where do you go with this judge? I was called up to the hill by the other judges. Although I'm the head judge, I can still be summoned as well. The death of Zulu man is put on me. I've been given an opportunity to redeem myself if I can clear up this Claiborne murder with no more ripples in the water. 
I need you to tell me that you can do that. I'll do whatever I can, Judge, but... The death of Zulu Man is not just on you. It's on me, too. Whatever you need, you let me know. Just find... Just find out who's behind all this. I'll be in touch. Meanwhile, inside the mind of Lizzie Claiborne, she still struggles to seek the truth of what is truly happening to her. What did you kill, Mother? Because she killed me. She had a choice of which of us she would save, and she saved you. But you will not have survived. Zulu Man knew it. And now he is dead too. The only reason I'm here is because I was stronger than you, Lizzie. I held on to your pitiful soul, and I'd never let go. I grew up with you, learning through your thoughtless and privileged life. Now because of her, I'll never have to go to the spirit world. I'll soon become you, and the orphanus will take you away. While she and I do what we were meant to do in this world. Who is she, Lydia? What does she want? Wouldn't you want to know? Right now, I have to be you. We'll talk later. <laughs> Lydia. Lydia, don't leave me. Suddenly. She hears the sound of something in the darkness. Who's there? It is I, the Orphidus. I, like you, are a prisoner here. How did this happen? The Zulu man called upon me to take Lydia's soul to the other side. But before I could, someone cast a spell that chained me between worlds. <clears throat> there must be something very special about you, Lizzie. The one who captured us has taken great measures. What's wrong? I'm dying. If I do not get back to the spirit world, I will cease to exist. The man called Blackstone is the only real hope. You think he can save us? He is the only one who can. But you must be strong and fight Lydia's power over you.
After I spoke to the judge, I found Mrs. Chastity Falls standing at the steps of my home. Surprised to see me, Mr. Blackstone? Chastity Fox. My father used to say that a name was everything. I assure you, in this case, your father was wrong. Especially about the name Chastity. That night, we touched with tenderness and shared in something most do not, meeting how we did. She gave and I took with such intensity and such passion it reminded me of what it was like to be in love without knowing. It was like I was under some spell, captured in a moment of time. The morning came and the light of the sun came through the window while sleep still held on to me. I guess it's why I did not hear the door knocking. But I also didn't know that Chastity had gotten up nearly naked to answer it. May I help you? I, I was looking for... Mr. Blackstone, he's still asleep now. Could you tell him that the Lacey Belson came by? I will let him know. Does he know how to reach you? Yes, he does. Thank you. As I slept, I was reminded of a promise I made to myself. A promise that I would keep to someone who did not deserve to die. Zulu man came to me. Blackstone. It is you that has been chosen. It is you that must redeem my life. I told you, vengeance is mine. And in order for that to happen, you must bathe the ashes. What do you say? Bathe the ashes and you will find the truth. Bathe the ashes. The ashes. <laughs> Looks like you were dreaming about something. It was just a dream. Later that day, I took a walk to the beach, a place where I could clear my head. And when I arrived, I saw the lacy standing 
looking out towards the sun. I was fearful. I wanted to talk to her, but I remember she said to stay away. But now as I see her, there's nowhere I can. Tales of the Great Condor would like to thank the Tyler Jenkins Foundation, the Mochi Foundation, and listeners like you.